Welcome back to our show. This is Rumel, and I know you're probably waiting for Tawanda to kick in and say hello, everybody. But Tawanda is out today. She is moving her oldest um, into her brand new apartment to start her brand new life as a college graduate. And so we're going to leave her that space to do that and be the mom that she is. But I am so fortunate to have someone with me today who's going to come in and kind of be a co-host, if you will. So um, I'm very fortunate to have um, Linus Woods Mullins. And I met uh, Linus on Clubhouse, and I'm so excited to have her here. She um, talks about women over 40 so passionately. And so I want to introduce her. Uh, Linus Woods Mullins is a certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. She is the founder of PraiseWorks Health and Wellness, which is a mind-body-spirit wellness company. For the past 12 years, Linus has worked with women through coaching programs, online classes, webinars, a digital magazine, podcasts, and retreats. Linus focuses on holistic practices, fitness, nutrition, essential oils, yoga, and spiritual renewal. She is the creator of the Wellness 40 and Beyond brand and Vibe Living. She is the co-author of Power Up Superwoman, publisher of Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond e-magazine, and the host of the Vibe Living podcast. And if that wasn't enough, Linus has been dancing for over 50 years and still performs. So I am so fortunate and happy to welcome Linus to the Girl Podcast Show. Welcome, Linus. Hey, hey, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Great to hang out with you on this Saturday afternoon. I don't know, or Saturday morning for me, Saturday afternoon for you. I don't know when everybody else might be listening to this because I know podcasts are evergreen, but, you know, uh, we've all been going through this heat wave right now. Yes. And, uh, so what I did today, I moved my yoga class outside. I moved it up yep. so that we could like do it when we weren't going to be burned to a crisp because normally yep. it's at like 11. So I moved it up, you know, and uh, then I ran over here real quick because I have the yoga class in my in my backyard. I have a huge backyard. And oh. So um, right towards the end as they are still holding their, you know, pose, I'm like, OK, I got to go. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I, I left and they're like this. And I'm like, where's she going? I got to go. You know? And of course, going is running into the house. So as we're talking, I'm seeing people begin to leave and get into their cars because they probably hung out for a while, talk and everything else. And you know, you know, but here I am. <laughs> I'm so glad. I mean, I was going to say that you like just left your yoga class. You <laughs> just left my yoga class. <laughs> we're on, <laughs> we're on Zoom and you guys can't see her, but she absolutely looks radiant. And so she does not look like she just finished doing a yoga class, but um I am so glad to see you here. You know, we we speak or we've seen each other in the clubhouse streets mm-hmm. um, for months now. And I always see you in these um, wellness women over 40 kind of groups. And I always try to sneak in and listen and hear what you guys are saying, because it's very empowering for um, women over 40. And I 
I feel like it's just now, is it, I mean, you can tell me what you think, but it feels like just more recently, or maybe it's because I'm over 40 now that I realize that we don't really talk about women over 40. It's kind of like we're the forgotten age, you know what I mean? And, but we have so much to offer. So I really enjoy coming into those rooms and, um, and listening to you. And um, uh, there are a bunch of other women who are really dedicated to um, really well, getting you know, the word about. You're right. Actually, when I started doing this 13 years ago, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk with women online about being well over 40. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I found out, you know, within like six months, the majority of us back then weren't even online like that. So mm-hmm. I really didn't have a whole lot of folks to talk to initially. Right. Uh, it's been quite a journey. But now, uh, thanks to the pandemic, and, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons. And also thanks to the fact that people had to work from home and were sheltering in place, right. people really began to kind of up their skills a little bit in terms of getting online and especially the over 40 crowd. Now mm-hmm. the over 40 crowd 13 years ago now are the over 50 crowd for me because they've been fo- some people have been following me for at least 12 years. Oh, wow. And so it's really interesting watching uh, the metamorphosis. But one of the things that I noticed over the years is this groundswell movement of over 40 over the last five years or so. And mm-hmm. I know I was a pioneer in this. I know this because I checked it out and definitely one of the few, one of the only African-American women talking about mind, body, spirit, spirit wellness for women over 40. There just wasn't. There might have been someone talking about fitness or somebody else talking about losing weight, but somebody talking about the whole all parts of what it is over 40. No, but there has been a change and there is a groundswell and we kind of all found each other on clubhouse. It's like, Oh, you're not the only one. It's It's amazing. In fact, I never even considered myself a midlifer per se, Mm -hmm. because you know, I'm 64. If I'm a midlifer, that means I'm going to be 128. Oh God. (laughs) Only if I don't look like it. When I think of 128, I think of, you know, you know, bad, but um, you know, it's not so much what you look like. And I say this all the time for the over 40 crowd. It's what your health is like. Mm -hmm. If your health is good, then you're going to look good. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the bottom line. And I think that more and more women are being empowered to start looking more after themselves and it's, and uh, being empowered to know that it's okay to take that time for yourself. You're not being selfish. You're being actually um, compassionate to your loved ones because you don't want to have to end up being their healthcare concern, you know, that you're the one to take care of. But if you begin taking care of yourself in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, it's never too late, even the 60s, putting yourself on your own to-do list, that makes such a major difference. And I think more and more people are waking up to that. And the more you are aware of, you know how it is, Mm -hmm. like you, you buy a, buy a Volkswagen. And then all of a sudden, all you see are Volkswagens everywhere. (laughs) Right. You're right. You know, you get get more aware about self-care, mind, body, spirit, movement over 40. And all of a sudden, you know, there it is. She's over 40. You know, (laughs) it's a big old thing. Kind of like, you get a car, you get a car, you know, same kind of thing. And it's just that awareness raising that's Mm -hmm. happening, but there's also been a groundswell um, in terms of women being more vocal, and talking mm-hmm. about those things that women care about after 40. I think you're, I think you're right. I feel like, well, and I, I just don't remember like my mother being like, oh, I'm over 40 now. I feel empowered. I feel this, I feel that or anything. I yeah. just, it was just like she hit 40 and 
Um, and she was just left to her own devices because it seems as though nobody really talked about it. And, you know, I heard her conversations with her friends on the phone because, of course, back then they were attached to a wall. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a private cell phone conversation. And um, it's just different now. I think women over 40 are just learning um, that we have our own voices and we need to be heard and we need to talk to each other. There's so many things that have been left in the dark and we want to try to bring those to light. Um, I'm curious because I I know you have, I mean, you've been doing this for 13 years, but that means you had a life before this, right? Before this um, journey you're on right now. So how did you get from, how did you get into this? What led you to this? Well, you know, it's just kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. Um, when I was 51, which is when I started my company, um, I had walked away from corporate America. I had been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I wanted to find a way to heal myself without having to drop a pharmaceutical. So mm -hmm. I started looking into holistic practices that could help me. And I studied aromatherapy. I studied yoga, meditation, I studied tapping. And the more and more I got into holistic practices that really did help me over time get rid of uh, my anxiety disorder, the more I realized that I wanted to walk away from the one thing that helped contribute to that. And that was working 25 years nonstop in corporate America. So when it, I took some time off to um, you know, get well, and when it was time to come back, I just decided I'm not going back. I'm going to oh, wow. hang out my shingle and give it a try. And I was a um, regional manager for recruitment for an HMO for nurses. I had okay. uh, like three hospitals and 13 clinics, and I had a staff that reported to me. I was I was successful. I was mm -hmm. part of that American dream. You know, I'm making six figures, had a great house, you know, husband, four kids and different varying levels of high school, went on the way to college and, you know, on my way to retirement, I guess people would say. Right. But it was at that time I decided that, no, I want to do something else because I'm not happy and I'm not using mm -hmm all the other skills that I have. I was using my intellectual skills, you know, my communication skills, but I wasn't using anything on the creative side of things. And in corporate America, the higher you go up the scale, the less you really do. I mean, you make decisions, right? but you don't do a whole lot. My staff was doing everything. In fact, sometimes I would come up with projects that I could just oversee and they're like, um, can we like do this later, Linus? Because we are just like so swamped with like the day to day. And it's like, oh yeah, sure, no problem. It's like, oh, I'm bored, you know? <laughs> what else can I do? And so that was another reason why I left. I felt like um, I had learned as much as I was going to learn doing what I was doing. And I wanted to do something else. And what I wanted to do, I really didn't see myself doing that in corporate America. So I totally, over the years, have changed my life totally. Mm -hmm in terms of the things that are important to me, how I live my life, uh, the things that I focus on. Um, it's really interesting, the metamorphosis. And it was, you know, over time, there's some things I brought with me from corporate America, my, my discipline, uh, my focus, um, you know, how I organize my day, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But my implementation is different. And uh, my priorities are different. Um, sure. My family is the top of my list now, although they might say, no, it's not. You're always doing your business. My business is my passion. That's true. My, my work was never really my passion, you know, not the same way that this is. This doesn't right. always feel like work. But the, I guess the other thing that's more most important to me in comparison to where I was in corporate America is my overall wellness. I mean, physically, I was in great shape, but emotionally, I was not. 
So now I take the time that's necessary to take care of me. So what would you say to what would you say to a woman who is going through the same um, thing? I mean, I, I can your story does not sound um, unique in the sense that you got into a certain point of your life, you're successful and um, you're unsatisfied, right? You're unsatisfied. It's not fulfilling to you. What would you say to that person um, who's going through those same steps as you were? Well, I definitely would not say that, uh, you know, do what I did, just jump into the icy cold water and not have a real concrete plan. I had an idea, but I didn't really have a plan. <laughs> right. But I also know that sometimes you can plan too much. It says if you want to make God laugh, God laugh, tell him your plans. He's like, yeah, right, whatever. Right. <laughs> That's not my plan at all for you. Okay, but good luck with that, you know. Right. So it's somewhere in between, but I would definitely say begin to do that self-introspection. If you're feeling like there's something else that you're supposed to be doing, begin mm-hmm. journaling. I think that's so important. Mm. Begin getting out on paper what it is you really do want to do or what it is that you don't want to do. Get it out on paper. Many times we have all this stuff inside of us that never really comes out. We don't really communicate it to our friends always. We Mm. definitely don't communicate it to the people that we work with or our spouse or significant other. Sure, don't talk about it with our kids, uh, but we still need to get it out. You still need to unleash it. And one way to do that, if you don't want to, you know, do journaling, you can type it on your computer. You can Mm -hmm. talk into your voice recorder, but get it out and begin to build that bucket list. And as you take a look at the bucket list, the things that you want to do with the Mm -hmm. rest of your life, then compare that to what you're doing now and how that what you're doing now is helping you get to there. Mm -hmm. And if you see major disconnects, then maybe there's some t- there's time to make some changes. And I'm not advocating that you just all, you know, leave your job. Maybe not that, but right. maybe you begin to do some things that give you a sense of joy. Maybe that job is ne- a necessity. You got to hold on to that. But that doesn't mean that you can't still have joy and have a stronger sense of self and mm-hmm. begin to pr- pursue those things that you're passionate about, you know? Right. Um, I believe in multiple streams of revenue. So if you are working, that's great, but maybe you want some, you want to do a business on the side mm-hmm. or a hobby on the side, or, or maybe you've always wanted to, um, you know, take a course or take lessons or whatever, all of those desires that you have within you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I did, I do every year is I write down all the things that I want to do for the year. Mm-hmm. And as I begin to start doing them, I have this system where it's kind of like a line system. If I have begun starting doing it, I have a little tiny dash that's there. Okay. Um, if I am almost halfway through, then I make the dash a line. And then when it's finally complete, I exit out. Well, at the end of the year, I go through my list. Mm-hmm. And um, it's amazing how many of those things actually get done. And for those things that don't get done, I say, okay, well, Either it, you know, I just didn't get to it, or maybe it wasn't ultimately that important to me. And maybe it should just fall off the list. Okay. Um, there are many sub lists that I do every month, every day, but it comes from the main list of what I what, what it is that I want to do. And I have that list right here in front of me, along with my affirmations and my scriptures and all the different the words and all the different things that remind me 
who it is I am and who it is that I want to be. And that helps keep me on track. And before mm-hmm. you know it, uh, when you look back, you're like, wow, look at all the things that I've done that have contributed to where I am now and where I or is contributing to where I want to be. But I would say, you know, start now. Start with that list. Start journaling. Start writing out what it is you really desire and go from there. I think that's wonderful. I know I did not start journaling until like in the last year. Okay. I turned 51 this year. And so I started journaling at 50. And um, I, Tawanda will tell you, Tawanda will tell you, she would be like, girl, you should start a journal. And I've known her for 14 years now. And I was like, yeah, no, not going to do it. But But things have changed for me in this last year. I think the whole idea, um, the whole um, experience of going through the COVID-19 or year of COVID um, has kind of like made me sit down and be quiet with myself in a way that I had never um, done before. So I think the journaling is helpful. I I would like to say I'm an effective journaler, but I don't know. I always feel like I'm not doing it right, but I don't. There's no good, there's no good way. There's no bad way. <laughs> just as long as you do. And I'm one of those people, I write stuff, but I very rarely go back and read it, except for my list. I okay. very rarely go back and read it. And sometimes I'll write things to my daughters because I know after I'm gone, they're going to be reading this stuff. And so, and, and yeah, I, I'll do little things. Or sometimes when I'm looking at scripture in my Bible, I'll put the date and, um, you know, sometimes what was going on or a message to my daughters about mm-hmm. why I, you know, was highlighting that scripture or whatever, because I'm very well aware. As you get older, you begin to be well aware of, okay, what is your contribution going to be? What is right. your legacy going to be? And for right. me, my legacy is ultimately my my daughters. You know, right. I have four daughters. Um, their ages are 36, 34, 32, and 29. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're very close. We're all close. And I'm really concerned about leaving them a legacy um, of, of um, empowerment mm-hmm. and a legacy of enrichment and a legacy of the importance of caring for themselves. You know, self-care has become such a buzzword these days. I wish I could come up with a better word, but really for me, self-care is the same thing as caring for yourselves, doing things that make you happy, doing things that give you a sense of well-being, doing things that honor your body, your mind and your and your spirit. That's what I think is important when it comes to caring for yourself. And I think many times we don't really think about it as such until we do get older. I mean, we mm-hmm. think about the surface stuff. We have the newest hairstyle, you know, the makeup, the outfit, the clothes, the jewelry, you know, all that stuff, all that surface stuff. Right. But I'm talking about really caring uh, for that inner beauty, the things that go into the inner beauty piece. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really important. Right. Peeling back the layers and doing the work. You know. Right. Uh, the work in terms of healing, uh, forgiveness, right? Uh, things that you've held on to for so long that if you don't let them go, they do age you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I am so into this forgiveness phase right now. I'm forgiving myself, forgiving other people, letting go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's taken me a long time to get here, but I'm just so thankful that I'm here to be able to go under that journey to go on that journey of forgiveness because I think I think as women I think we we blame ourselves so much for all the things especially when we're parents 
Yes. Right. You know, and if your kid didn't do this or, you know, you feel like you didn't do enough, you know, it sometimes we have to forgive ourselves of things that um, or let go of expectations that we have yeah, for ourselves. You know, um, I've really come to the, a point where um, I uh, believe that I, I do the very best that I can. And I mm-hmm. believe that most people do. They do the yes. best that they can in the current circumstances. Yeah. And I, I believe that when you get to a certain level or a certain age, you know, especially over 40, you need to give yourself grace. Yes. Because by 40 or so, you have a frame of reference, a body of work, and some, you know, some accomplishments and things that you can look back at that you've done. Some things you're proud of, some things you're not so proud of. Mm-hmm. And I say, focus on the proud things and build on that. And the things that you're not proud of, there are valuable lessons there mm-hmm. that have fine-tuned you to make you the person that you are. And ultimately, you know, everything really does work out for you. Yes. Yes. It, it does. I mean, otherwise you wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. Right. Uh, ultimately, it does. It may not work out in the way we thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. It may not work out within the time frame we thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. But it does work out. Yeah, I, I truly do believe that the universe, God, Buddha, whoever you want to call it, pet rock, you know, does raise <laughs> up, conspires, you know, does conspire to support you. you I know? agree. I agree. Really, and I think so much of it has to do with our own messaging that we give ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the kinds of conversations that we have with ourselves. And you mentioned, mm-hmm. you asked me, where do they start? And, and another thing that I, you know, advocate for women who are beginning that introspection process mm-hmm. is to schedule that quiet time where you're just not doing anything. Yes. Just being. Yeah. We get, you know, we're, we're so into human doings. We're always doing something all the time. Yes. But actually, there comes a point in time where we need to learn how to be human beings. Yes. Just be. Because that's where the real work is. And that's where the real aha moments come. Mm-hmm. That's where the real healing is. Mm-hmm. That's where the real message comes from your, you know, your Holy Spirit, subconscious, internal GPS, whatever resonates. Works for you. Right. That's when you can really hear that inner voice that you need to be hearing. You might mm-hmm. be thinking, oh, I hear that all the time. Uh, maybe, maybe not. A lot of times that Holy Spirit's direction doesn't always come while you're busy doing stuff. Right. You know? Sometimes right. it's hard for you to discern. Is that that right voice or is that bad voice? You know, bad, right. bad voice, good voice, you know, <laughs> but, if but if you're, you know, being still and sitting and just listening, mm-hmm. you know, you know right. when it's real and you know when it's when it's maybe not real. Maybe it's just you. Right. Uh, so I, I think that that's one other thing you want to do is learn how to carve out that quiet time. I do meditate, mm-hmm. uh, but I always, you know, advise people who want to try meditation. They say, well, how do you do that? Because thoughts keep coming and all sorts of kind of stuff. Right. I, I talk about doing the three by three meth- method, huh, which is okay. three minutes a day, mm-hmm. three times a day. Oh, Okay. So maybe you do it when you first wake up in the morning for three minutes. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do it when you take a break in the afternoon for three minutes. And maybe you do it as part of your wind down process three minutes before you go to bed. And, and when you break that down like that, Lennis, it just feels attainable. Yeah. And I mean, you've, and you can say, hey, I, oh, I meditate about 10 minutes a day. <laughs> you know, right. Continuous. It's, you know, and you will find as you do that. Um, you'll be more clear in your thinking. You'll be uh, have a more sense of peace. You'll be more relaxed right. and you'll be more focused. And over time, you will end up, if you want to, meditating more than three minutes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And, but it definitely is helpful. 
Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest um, hurdles to meditation to someone who has not even tried meditation is that it's once you sit down and like you said, the thoughts keep coming and the idea of doing it for trying to make your mind quiet, so to speak, mm-hmm. for 10 minutes at one shot. It feels like forever. <laughs> well, you know, there, there's all kinds of ways to meditate, too. I mean, gardening right. is meditative. Right. You know? right. Uh, going on a meditative walk, that is very helpful. I truly do believe in getting out in nature. And um, as we are going through this pandemic, because we are still in a pandemic, I, you know. Right. I know. Yeah, we we still have to. (laughs) But um, getting out in nature and connecting with Mother Earth and the sun and the trees and all of that Mm -hmm. is so wonderful and can be a part of your meditative practice as well. I think grounding is wonderful. I literally take off my socks and shoes, or mm-hmm. you know, I never wear socks anymore, but take off my shoes <laughs> um, and go and stand right out front of my office. Um, you can see, cause there's a little a piece of dirt where grass used to be and to stand there in my bare feet and connect with mother earth. It's called grounding. Mm-hmm. I have uh, clients cause you know, I, I do coach women on um, weight uh, release and hormone balancing and anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I uh, teach them or tell them that I think it's really important for them to do is grounding. And some, you know, women live in the big city. They don't have a patch of land. Let's say, okay, fine. You go and you get yourself a big old um, plastic sink or whatever, you know, a, mm-hmm. a bowl or whatever that your feet can fit in. Go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get some dirt and put it in there and stand in the dirt. I mean, <laughs> it, you just make it still, simple. Right. The dirt comes from the earth. It, it actually does come from the earth. Yeah. And um, it's it's grounding. It's good for you. It helps to connect you uh, with a part of you that does exist. We're all connected mm-hmm. to Mother Nature in one way or another. So doing those kinds of things, introducing more of a holistic way mm-hmm. of being that addresses your mind, your body and your spirit really does serve you well, especially after 40. I wanted to talk to you really quickly about like hormonal imbalance you talked about that really briefly um after 40 that's a thing (laughs) so do you have any suggestions for women who are going through like hormonal imbalances or maybe even what are signs that you are starting to go through hormonal imbalances I think I know I was going through some but I didn't even know that's what it was I found out after after the fact well, you know, there's all kinds of signs, but it, just to name a few, of course, the, the infamous hot flashes, uh, the sleeplessness, the unexpected weight gain, the brain fog or lack of concentration, the, the mood swings, uh, sometimes aches and pains that you hadn't noticed before. Mm-hmm. Those are all indications. And all of those things can be uh, dealt with holistically or mm-hmm. through medication. Uh, you know, I always tell women that, you know, when you're going uh, for your checkups and things like that. At some point in time, you're going to ask your doctor to pull a panel so that you can see what your imbalances are. And then you decide how you want to treat them because you don't always have to t- do HRT. You don't always have to uh, do some of the more traditional things that is introducing more chemicals into your system. There right. are things that you can do holistically. There's herbs that you can uh, drink for your tea. There's aromatherapy that you can do. Yoga is also great. Um, meditation can be helpful. Uh, there's all kinds of things that you can do to help with the symptoms and also to help with the leftover pieces of the symptoms. You know, one of the leftover pieces, let's say of menopause is, you know, weight gain. 
And I really do uh, work with a lot of women around that piece. And I think one of the first things with gaining weight as you get older and some of these other kinds of things is to know, is to give yourself grace. This is a part of life's journey. We're not supposed to always be a size zero, zero. If you were a size zero, zero when you're 16 and you're a size zero, zero when you're 64, I'm going to be worried about you. Okay. Mm. Because God forbid that you follow anything else, because as we get older, our bones have a tendency to get more brittle. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why, you know, our bodies get a little bit thicker for padding and things like that, because the calcium deposits are less. You can take Mm -hmm. supplements and things like that, but the body does um, find ways to protect itself. And that is one form of it. Uh, So, you know, some of these things that are happening to you is part of the process. We're not supposed to be carrying babies at 64. Are you kidding me? And I'm using 64 because that's how old I am. You're not supposed to be carrying babies at that age. And I know there's some women around the world who have tried to do that, but that's not how the body was designed. So that's why our bodies are going through what it's going through because it's protecting us. It's Mm -hmm. not good for our uterus to be carrying a fetus at 64. So the body begins to go through that process process that's necessary so that that does not happen. Uh, So sometimes, you know, you have to look at it as menopause is a form of serving you. Uh, And we Mm -hmm. all go, we all go through different stages of time all throughout our lives. You know, think about when you first, you know, when you're going through puberty and when you uh, first started your period, and then you Mm -hmm. go through your fertile period and you're going pregnancy. I mean, these are all stages and menopause is just another stage. It's too bad that they call it uh, I know they call used to call our period the curse and, you know, yeah. menopause is another bad thing. No, it's not. It's just a part of life and it's mm-hmm. to be celebrated because here's the deal. What, and what a lot of us women who think on the other side of things, you go into that, that means for sure you can't get pregnant. Free sex for everybody. <laughs> Free sex for everybody. I know. I know. No worries. No worries. No about more worries. That. No more wondering. Oh my God. You know, none of that. Um, it's freeing in that way, but also what happens a lot of time that comes with menopause or some other things that aren't as fun, you know, the mm-hmm. hair loss is a possibility, mm-hmm. our skin gets drier as we age, but the good news is that there are things that you can do for all of that. There mm-hmm. are solutions. There are things that you can try. And menopause is an opportunity, whether it's post, whether it's pre-menopausal mm-hmm. or post, to really get to know you. And what works for you in all areas of your life. Right. You no longer have to live your life, nor should you be living your life to please everybody else. Because when your body's going through that changes, you're looking for ways to take care of you. And that's a good thing. That's mm-hmm. what we should be doing all of our lives so that we can continue to take care of everybody else. You can't take care of folks if you're not taking care of yourself. So that's menopause so is an opportunity. I love that. I've never heard the someone called menopause an opportunity, but it really, really is. And I do believe that it should be celebrated. I think, you know, it was a great thing when, I mean, now we throw period parties for our teenagers, right? Because we want them to feel good about their body, but we don't really talk. It's, it's almost like some people actually grieve over it, you know, of getting into the menopause thing, because it's like the official stamp of quote unquote, getting old right? You know, you're giving up, you know, there's so many, I think people look at it as though they're giving up something, but I love the idea that, that it can be an opportunity to recognize that you're in a different stage and you are gaining a lot from it. 
you know, I'm really, you know, how they talk about queen this, queen that. I really mm-hmm. don't, I really don't believe that women are truly in their queendom until they get to that point. Yes. Because not only do you have the wisdom mm-hmm. um, of having survived up to that point, but you've also gone through the maturation of your body and you're still beautiful. You're still mm-hmm. wise. You still got it going on. That's that to me is true queendom. And unfortunately, not every woman claims that crown. Some women just stay stuck in the martyrdom of getting older. But I believe yeah. that's beginning to change. And a lot of that has to do with all the images we see in the media mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, all that other stuff. Social media is not necessarily friendly uh, to older women. But I say bump all of that. And the images are <laughs> beginning to change. Bit by bit, the images are beginning to change. They are. And, uh, yeah, women are beginning to claim, you know, who they are and what feels good to them. It may not have felt great to them when they were in their 20s or 30s. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, you know, if you are still eating like you used to eat when you're in your 20s and 30s and you have all this other stuff going on with you in terms of your health, well, that's your fault because mm-hmm. our bodies have changed and you can't eat a, a bag of uh, Lay's potato chips, you know, yes. at 50 like you used to do. I mean, and if you do yeah. do that, uh, what are you upset about? Because you did it to yourself. Okay. So you do have to have a frame of reference and some discipline, but this is good discipline because this is what's going to add more years to your life. Just healthy right. eating, you know, right. healthy eating doesn't mean that you have to eat only brown food that tastes like nothing. I mean, you oh. know, you can eat good food too at the same time. What would you, if you were just starting out in terms of like you're, okay, you're over 40 and you say, I need to make a change. I'm eating the way I did when I was 12 years old. You know what I mean? Um, baby steps. So what's a baby step for somebody who is trying to make a change? A baby step would be uh, to add more water. Mm, okay. Just increase mm-hmm. your water. And if you don't like the taste of water, maybe add something to it like lemon or lime mm-hmm. uh, or even ginger. Um, I drink water first thing in the morning. As soon as before I even get out of bed, mm-hmm. I have next to my bed a water that is laced with lemon, which is great for detoxifying the liver. And you want to do that because you want your liver to do its job in terms of fil- filtering the blood because you want great blood going to all your organs to nourish your organs. Um, And then it has some lime in it because it kind of helps wake me up because one of the things that you get as you get older is brain fog and Mm. lime has electrolytes in it and it wakes up the brain. Uh, And sometimes cucumber because that balances your alkaline levels. You want your uh, alkaline levels to be balanced uh, so that you're not creating an environment for inflammation and other things to happen. Okay. Um, so you drink that water first thing in the morning. Uh, and if you're not doing it before, if, if you haven't done it before, that's one of the things that I would do. And then you try to, or I would advise that you try to drink at least eight ounces every hour on the hour, you know, okay. of during the course of the day. Um, if you really want to get technical, um, you know, uh, drinking half your body weight is a good guideline. Okay. People say, oh my God, if you weigh 300 pounds, you know, what does that mean? Um, that means maybe you maybe drop a little bit of weight so that you don't have to, you know, drink so much water. But actually drinking a lot of water keeps your metabolism going and can facilitate uh, the beginning of your weight loss or weight release journey if you decide to take that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's one change that I would do. And the other change is just add more vegetables. Add more vegetables. Vegetables, in some cases, in their raw state or maybe steamed a little bit or braised. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't have to be raw all the time. In fact, for some people, raw kind of doesn't agree with their uh, digestive system. Yeah, Yeah, they might need to, you know, um, 
um, braise it a little bit or steam it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, add more veggies. And whenever you can, the third thing is cut down on the sugar uh, as much as possible. And I know for some people, it's very, very difficult because sugar is in so many things that we eat. Uh, But you know, you can... Um, maybe take the sugar out of your coffee and I know people say, oh, black coffee, yeah. but you can add cinnamon to it if you want to. Okay. I have found that I, I do press coffee and I do drink coffee in the morning, one mm-hmm. cup. And um, I um, put cinnamon in my coffee, um, you know, and I let it sit for a while. And that really does help it get a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coffee is an acquired taste anyway. Yeah. So, and, but it's not really necessarily bad for you. It's all about what you put in the coffee, all the creamer and the sugar and all that other sure. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just being more aware is a, a way to begin that process. And by doing those three things that I mentioned, you know, um, you know drinking uh, the water and mm-hmm. adding more fruits and vegetables and decreasing the sugar, it puts it on your awareness, puts it on your mind. And next thing you know, you begin to start doing other things. Other things. You know, as you begin yeah. to change, it's just like one step at a time. One that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's perfect. I, I do have one other thing. And I, cause I, um, I know you are like really into essential oils. I was curious, how do you use essential oils to help women over 40? What is, what's the purpose? Oh, we of? use them in all kinds of ways. Essential oils are very good for emotional wellness when it comes to anxiety, stress, mm-hmm. and depression, because it can help foster uh, relaxation. It can mm-hmm. also help to curb your appetite. It can help mm-hmm. you get a better sleep. Um, it can help you to focus and concentrate more. It can help you uh, to be more open and receptive sure. to whatever is going on. It really is a wonderful tool and um, it's, it smells wonderful in most cases, right. but they have so many medicinal qualities. And I have used essential oils um, when I'm diffusing. In fact, I, I was not diffusing right now, but um, I have a diffuser in my mm-hmm. um, office and I put, you know, a diffuser basically just puts the essential oils into a steam form. You put the essential oils in the water and you pour the water into the diffuser and it comes out of steam. It makes the whole room smell good. And after mm-hmm. a while, you don't even have to run it. You walk into your office or your room, you can smell it. And for people who have problems sleeping, for instance, mm-hmm. they can diffuse lavender and um, it will, you know, help them relax and lull them into sleep. Or if you um, need to be energized during the course of the day and you're feeling really tired, you can diffuse a little bit of peppermint with orange and it will wake you up and make you feel more energized. And so essential oils is a really simple and holistic way. You can diffuse it. You can put it in your palm and breathe it in. Mm-hmm. You can put it on the bottoms of your feet by using oh. a reflexology map because at the bottom of our feet, mm-hmm. um, it's like the gateway to various parts of our, or to, to our organs, actually, mm-hmm. like the tip of the toe or the, the uh, spine of the foot or the ball of the foot or whatever lead to certain parts of uh, certain organs. Organs. Just like when you Mm -hmm. look in the eyes, you can see what's going on with the health. Same thing with the foot in terms of being able to, it's it's one of the most absorptive parts of our body. And so you put the oils, those certain places and um, you begin to feel better. Essential oils basically have a tendency to bring your body into balance. Okay. And everybody's a little bit different in terms of how it impacts them, mm-hmm. but it definitely does can have an impact and can be really should be a part of everybody's wellness regime. Are all essential oils created equal? No, you have to be careful. I always advocate that you get the um, 
organic therapeutic essential oils. If you're getting these essential oils from the grocery store, more than likely, because it's not a very highly regulated industry, mm-hmm. it, it does have that essential oil in it, but it has a lot of carrier oils as well. And so you're probably just getting a trace element of it instead of getting, you know, um, a, a, a big, big component of the oil. So you want to be careful about where you get them. Um, mm-hmm. I happen to sell Young Living, but doTERRA is good as well. Okay. Um, you go to the health store, um, you know, ask them what kind of essential oils they might have and, you know, take a look at that, but just try to get the highest quality that you can. And here's a rule of thumb, for instance, mm-hmm. a frankincense is a wonderful, wonderful oil. And the pure essence of frankincense oil is extremely expensive and it okay. can be anywhere from 45 to $75 a bottle. So if you see a, a frankincense for $10 at the grocery store, it Run. probably has like a little <laughs> bit of a frankincense and the rest is, you know, Jojoba or olive oil or something like that. I mean, right. it might have it might have the smell of frankincense and it might work a little bit, but it's not the same as that essence. If you want the true essence, right. that costs a lot more. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Linus, I I am so happy that you came here today. I can tell you have so much knowledge and we can't fit it all in, in one <laughs> podcast. And um, so I'm sad about that, but I'm hoping to have you back um, another time so we can talk about some other things that we can break down a little bit more. I would more. love to come back, especially when your partner is here. Cause I got it, but I, 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 I got to I got to say something. I have this brand called vibe and vibe standings for stands for being more vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. So I got to ask you, how yes. do you vibe? How do you stay more vibrant, more intuitive, well, beautiful, and emerged? Now, if you had asked me that three years ago, I might not have a really good answer, but I am tuning into myself. And I will say that sometimes comes by walking and the journaling thing. I really thought that I was going to hate it. Okay, I'm just telling you, I just thought I was not going to like it. But now when I miss a day of journaling, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I missed all the things, you know, like it, it gives me an opportunity to really um, reflect on myself and um, to release some things that I did not really understand that I was holding on to. Yes. yes. And yeah. And so um, it's just helping me be a better person. I'm just spending more time by myself um, and actually contemplating or just thinking about things. Just uh, when you said the whole human being opposed to human doing, I am very equipped at being a human doing very, I'm absolutely great at it. I have not been a really great at a human being, but now I am actually working really hard on that. And I feel it in my, I feel the difference for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, my family doesn't know what to do with me half the time because <laughs> I just, I feel like I'm in a different place and mm-hmm. it really has to do with me spending more time with me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so that whole idea, and that's actually, uh, to let everybody know, that was the reason that really attracted me because your whole thing was about vibe, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is it. This is where I am right now. I'm in, I'm in this vibe space. Yes. And yes. so that's why it was so important 
for us to talk to you today. And I'm, I want you to be able to tell everybody a little bit. I know you have so many things going on. You are such a busy lady, but I want you to let everybody know how to get in contact you, with you, um, what's going on that they can be a part of, and, um, and how to connect with you on um, your social media. Well, I would love for people to come and visit me in the Vibe Women 40 and Beyond group on Facebook. We have 7,400 women from all over the world, 90 different countries that all share information uh, that is inspiring, that's empowering, that's motivating, and also informative when it comes to how to be well in your mind, body, and spirit after 40. So check me out on Facebook, and the name of the group is Vibe Women 40 and Beyond. And then also uh, check me out on Instagram. It's probably the best way to actually reach out to me, you know, slide into my DM. If you have a question about wellness or for women over 40, please do that. And my handle on there is at vibe wellness woman. It's at vibe wellness woman. Or you can type in my name, Linus, and it'll come up. And uh, when you get to the Instagram and I hope you follow me, but also click on the link in my profile and that will lead you to my websites, all my other social media, my podcast, uh, my YouTube channel, my magazine, um, all of that, and some free downloads. I've got some free downloads down there about how to vibe. I have vibe formations down there. <laughs> I also have uh, something about five steps to um, spiritual wellness that's on there for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a class that you can take for free on there uh, that is um Uh, steps to spiritual abundance, how to increase your abundance from a holistic perspective. So all kinds of goodies there that I'd love for your listeners to go and check out. I love it. And we're going to have her information, her full bio, because I didn't have time to read the whole thing. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's pretty, it's, it's impressive in the sense that you have a really broad um, base of knowledge and, it's evident here just talking to you and how um, and how enthusiastic you are about bringing women over 40, bringing them into this new space and um, making them feel good, helping women feel good about themselves. And that's what we want with this podcast. We want for women to find their voices. We want for women to let go and just be them. And that's what, that's what you are helping women do. And so we appreciate that you have, you have come and shared your knowledge, your wealth of knowledge with us and our listeners with you guys. So um, we're going to close out today with a big, huge thank you and um, to both Linus Woods Mullins and to you, the listener, we appreciate that you come by every week and give us a listen. So until next time, peace and blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time. Peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.